Hey, it's Adam from Splendid Sports. Put your business hat on, short video. I have some thoughts about SGC grading that I want to throw out there and would love to get your feedback. If you've caught any of my other previous uh, videos on grading, uh, I've mentioned I, I'm a big fan of SGC. I enjoy the process of buying raw cards and sending, the, sending them in for grading. And I really like the way that SGC does business. So I'm a fan. Uh, but I have I have some questions. I'm a little confused on their path, on their business plan. Uh, so I have something I want to show and give a couple opinions and then get some feedback. Before I do, though, you know, on, on pretty much every video, I like to at least show some cards, even on these type of videos. I had a recent SGC submission come back and I just pulled three of the cards real quick. I wanted to show uh, one from each sport that I collect. Check this one out. 2005 playoff absolute tools of the trade. Ted Williams. SGC nine. That's a game used jersey and bat card tools of the trade. Pretty cool. Then the basketball player that I collect. Check this one out. 2012 Panini gold. Black gold threads prime number two of five. Number to five. S uh, 9.5. Look at that. Look at that patch. Is that the letter B? Look at that jersey. Wow. And then the last one, the football player I collect, 2003, playoff hog heaven, hog wild, number to 150, SGC 10. Check that card out. But you haven't seen too many hog wild, hog heaven cards lately. There you go. So anyway... I'm an SGC fan. I love the way the cards look in the holders. Uh, but I want to pull up something here. This is something I noticed on Twitter the other day. Post on Twitter from Darren Ravel. And it said, Mike Giuseppe, co-host of the podcast Sports Card Nonsense, on The Ringer has secured $1.5 million led by SGC Grading to fund Card Shop Live, a mobile and web marketplace for buying, trading, and selling sports cards, memorabilia, and collectibles. And that's great. Uh, making investments, that's great news for sports card nonsense, sports card card shop um, live. Sounds good. But it got me thinking. You know, I've had a business my, myself. I'm self-employed now for over 10 years uh, with, with a couple business partners. And... Over the years, it's become very clear to me that the, at least for the type of business I have, and I think it applies for a lot of businesses, one of the biggest questions that you have to answer if you want to succeed long-term in business is who is your customer? And that's the question I have for SGC right now. Um, and they may say, well, we want everyone who wants to grade cards be our customer. Okay. But there's this company called PSA out there, and they're a behemoth. They're by far and away the leader. They're investing in their company. They're opening new offices. That's a tough nut to crack. But so my question to SGC and, and more importantly to the community out there that has an interest in this, uh, what do you think their plan is? Who, who, is their, who is their customer moving forward? Because if you look at the way that SGC currently operates, they are known for great customer service. Awesome. But really, above all else right now, it's quick turnaround times and accurate and fair grading. 
but I think the quick turnaround times is what they're most known for right now in the market. And that's great. But who does that really, really apply to? Who does that benefit the most? Sure, everyone likes getting their cards back in a week or two if you can, right? But, you know, if, if PSA a year from now is able to do that, they have five offices and have, and have fixed some of the issues they have. Uh, if they can get cards back almost as fast or just as fast as SGC, that's not really an advantage anymore. So that's an advantage that is uh, predicated on, on other things that maybe are out of your control. So as a business, what can you control? And I think if, if, if fast turnaround times are just going to be your nameplate as a, as a business, uh, well, that, that applies to um, flippers, people who are trying to time the market uh, and new products. So people now th this partnership makes a lot of sense from that perspective. So that's why I found this interesting. Uh, it would make sense to partner with or invest in an app like this card shop live where um, from what I've seen, a lot of it is, um, you know, breaking products. So new products, uh, there's a lot of breakers on there. They break products and, and then my assumption is they would use SGC to grade. So probably be something where you enter a break and part of that break is anything, you know, that's worthy of being graded that gets pulled would, would maybe um, be graded by SGC automatically, or that's part of the package. I think there's a partnership there and that's great, right? Because people that are, are new product can go up and down based on uh, on-field performance. So that's a selling point for people that, um, they don't want to, like they got burned in the past where they sent in a, a card to PSA and they got it back six months or a year or more later where that card has significantly decreased in value. Uh, where if you can control and say, I know if I send this to SGC, I'm going to get it back in a week or two. Uh, I'll be able to get it out on eBay or wherever I'm going to sell it, uh, where it's, it's um, close to the value that it is right now. So it's, it's a better play, right? If you're going to, if you're going to, play that grading flipping game. So it would seem like, okay, SGC is, is that's the lane they're going down fast turnaround times, partnering with, um, you know, ultra modern, modern, uh, companies like this, where they're, they're grading a lot of new product. But for me, I'm a little confused because if up until recently, if, if someone said, um, you know, what, what's SGC known for it's vintage, vintage cards. So one of the things that I've been confused at over the recent period here is I still do not understand how SGC has not created a set registry yet. And for, look, some of you, some of the, uh, maybe the younger people or, or the uh, ultra modern collectors, maybe the, the, the PSA set registry isn't something you do. It's not something you're interested in. So you don't understand the appeal to it. Um, but let me tell you, the, re the set registry is huge with vintage card collectors. It's not only for vintage, but uh, that give me feedback on that too. Do you think that um, the majority of people who participate in the PSA set registry collect vintage and grade vintage cards? I think so, but you let me know. I, I, I thought that they would, SGC, now they're not walking away from vintage. Okay, I understand that, but wouldn't it make sense to at least you don't have to put together a robust, a robust PSA set registry style thing. That, that's something that's years in the making. Uh, but wouldn't you at least want to have a vintage set registry at SGC? 
and cater more towards the vintage crowd? Uh, maybe not, but that that's what's confusing to me is which direction are they going? Are they trying to go all directions? I don't know if that maybe they're going to dilute themselves uh, or are they going all in on grading ultra modern cards? And that's where they anticipate the large, large majority of their business is going to be in the future. Uh, yeah, there's more of those. There's more of those cards out there and there's always new ones being made uh, by fanatics and upcoming here. Uh, so I guess it makes sense from a business standpoint, but I just, it is confusing to me because that is the brand identity up until recently. They're still known for vintage, but these moves indicate that uh, they're going in the other direction. It, it To me, it, and, and their lack of moves in building a set registry for vintage, at least for, um, you know, making their website into something a little more than it is. Uh, and I get it. They're a small company, especially compared to PSA. But then when I saw this, they're, they're pumping $1.5 million into uh, Card Shop Live. It, I was confused because I'm thinking, well, they, they clearly have money to invest. Why didn't they invest that money into their own business, into the vintage collectors, the set registry, uh, other things they could have done? Now, again, uh, I reserve the right. If they are working on a set registry and they come out with it tomorrow, um, well, I didn't know that. So, but as things stand right now, SGC has not lowered their pricing. They're $30 a card. Okay, I'm fine with that. You're doing the quick turnaround times. Um, but for me, if, if, if I was running SGC, I think I would have put together at least a vintage set registry by now and done a little more marketing, a little more investment into the vintage card community in that set registry community. Uh, but that's just me. So that is what I want to throw out there. What do you guys think? Do you think SGC is making the right moves? What, how do you feel about this move here where they're investing $1.5 million? Maybe the, you think the set registry is a lost cause. They're so far behind that even creating some sort of registry wouldn't wouldn't benefit SGC. But what would you do if you were running SGC? Would you lower prices? Let me know. Love to hear your thoughts. And thanks for watching and listening.